0: I suffered extreme panic disorder and extreme anxiety. Um, I became an agoraphobic and a hypochondriac. And what it really boiled down to was a really com- big combination. I always tell people it's like a volcano. It's kind of just sizzling. You never know when it's going to erupt, but it was really from an unhealthy um, lifestyle and not necessarily physically or what I was eating, but mentally. Um, I was bullied as a child really, really bad, and I carried it into my young adult life. So I had all these negative beliefs about myself. Um, I was a people pleaser. I had a work environment that I was in that was not healthy at all. And I was pretty stressed out. <laughs> um, we were right. also closing our first home, and it just, I was not living life the way that it was meant to be lived and I think my body it, it just gave up and it kind of just said hey something has to give and we're going to give this to you because you need you need an awakening you need an eye open you're
1: listening, you're listening to the on call empath, empath, empath show show show, show, show. Welcome to another episode of the On-Call Empath. I have a good one for you guys, especially if you're uh, dealing with some sort of anxiety, uh, limited beliefs. I have the Hype Girl, aka Anxiety Warrior. Uh, She's got quite a few names, but we'll just call her Catherine Dean for now. She is an anxiety anxiety, uh, mindset coach, speaker, and writer. And I am so glad you were able to uh, be a guest on my podcast, uh, Catherine. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing so good now that I'm here. I've been looking forward to this all day. <laughs>
1: awesome. Well, we're glad you you're able to make it here. I know that uh, you are very good at what you do. You're obsessed with uh, helping others. You know, get past you know their limitations and find their inner peace. And I think you could bring a lot of value, especially to these empaths and highly sensitive people and me personally. So thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. So I know that we talked uh, earlier before um, and you had mentioned a little bit about your own experiences about six years ago with uh, dealing with like a panic disorder um, could you share that with us a little bit um uh, about how all that unfolded for you?
0: Yeah, sure. Um so I want to preface this though by just saying that I am in no way a medical professional or a mental health professional. So I am a life coach that specializes in anxiety relief and um mindset mentorship. Uh so I just want to preface that before we start. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks
1: for that disclaimer. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, So if you back up, about six years ago, I suffered extreme panic disorder and extreme anxiety. Um, I became an agoraphobic and a hypochondriac. And what it really boiled down to was a really big combination. I always tell people it's like a volcano. It's kind of just sizzling. You never know when it's going to erupt. But it was really from an unhealthy, um, lifestyle and not necessarily physically or what I was eating, but mentally, um, I was bullied as a child really, really bad. And I carried it into my young adult life. So I had all these negative beliefs about myself. Um, I was a people pleaser. I had a work environment that I was in that was not healthy at all. And I was pretty stressed out. (laughs) Um, we were also closing our first home and it just, I was not living life the way, that it was meant to be lived. And I think my body, it, it just gave up and it kind of just said, hey, something has to give and we're going to give this to you because you need you need an awakening. You need an eye opener.
1: <laughs> right, right. And I'm glad you were able to share that with us because I know that one of the big things that I get from a lot of the listeners out there is anxiety and people pleasing. And these are like almost staple skills, which I'm going to get into a little bit more with you. Um, but how did you end up just kind of, uh, I guess, uh, recovering from all of this?
0: I think it was a journey because I did it by myself. I want to emphasize that I, um, I, I did end up hiring like a fitness coach to help me like move my body because movement was huge. And um, I actually went to a cardiologist and um, he, he basically told me, look, you're, you're very healthy. He was like, you're just in survival mode, fi- fight or flight. And um, he was like, you know, you just you need to start with one thing and work on that and then go to the next. So for me, it was opening the doors to fitness, getting my body moving and understanding that what it is, is the fight or flight mode, understanding that it's just a survival mode that we're in and understanding it for what it is makes it so much less scary, because I know it can feel like you're having a heart attack. And for me, it was understanding, hey, this is the amygdala, like this is our little thing in the back of our brain that triggers that fight or flight. And it's great for if we're getting attacked by a mountain lion or something. Sure. But not every day when you're driving home or when you're sitting in a bathtub. And that was when my first panic attack happened. So it was a really, my journey wasn't linear. I did do it by myself. I never went to a therapist. I kind of look back now and wish that not that I went to a therapist, but I wish I would have knew what life coaches were or coaches were mindset coaches were back then. I did not know about that. But, um, but I did everything by myself and it was trial and error. It was getting moving. It was understanding what it was. It was grounding practices, techniques. Um, Mm -hmm. I became panic free though, two years after my first panic attack. Um, but in that two year period, yeah, they got less and less and less in that two years.
1: Okay. And, and I'm glad that you mentioned that. I mean, you seem very knowledgeable about the brain and how it works. And really once we've kind of figure out, you know, Why? Why is our bodies like producing? You know this. You know, like just jitteriness, stomach issues. You know, feeling queasy. You know, a lot of times when things are out of whack, especially with HSPs, which is highly sensitive people, the ones that are listening right now on the on the show. um, I know that we pick up other people's energies, and you know, it can be overwhelming because we're a lot of them are. You know, with our environment. We're like always being bombarded by, you know, being around negative people and and all yeah. kinds of stuff. So, but I wanted to um, kind of ask you, so that's good that you were able to kind of uh, get yourself out of that darkness. Um, you did talk about uh, being a CEO of your mind and um, applying it to your inner hype girl. Can you explain that and what that exactly means to you?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, for me, uh, being the CEO of your mind is really just understanding that not all thoughts are true. Um, It's understanding that you need to look at yourself when you're having these thoughts without judgment and also really fighting back against the inner critic. Because I know a lot of times when I am working with people, um, they have these thoughts that come up and, you know, they're like, well, I'm thinking this and I'm thinking that. And And a lot of becoming the CEO of your mind is really not having any judgment towards what you're thinking because they're just thoughts. Like if you think about all the things that we digest in a day, all the things that we look at and we see, like that has a direct impact on our beliefs and our thoughts and our emotions. So it's really just reminding ourselves that, okay. Where's this little voice coming from and why is it trying to protect me? Why is it showing up and what happened in the past that's making this little voice like make me doubt or make me scared or make me want to play small or not do this and do that. So becoming the CEO of your mind is to really look at everything from, you know, an angle where you're not judging your thoughts and you're not judging how you're feeling either because we're all human.
1: Right. I love how you, you put that. You, the way you're explaining it, it's actually in layman's terms. So our audience can actually understand all this stuff. Um, and I know you've mentioned everything from, you know, exercise, it you know, movement, and all these tools that you used. What would you say that helped you the most as far as techniques that you learned um, to, you know, kind of help you get over that hump and darkness?
0: I think it was one of the big ones. Of course, I always tell people like getting my body moving and getting a lot of that excess ad- adrenaline like out because when we are in panic um, in the fight or flight, we have a lot of pent up adrenaline. And if you're sitting all day or you're sitting at a desk all day, which I was, and you're not moving your body, it has nowhere to go. It's got to release somehow. So not only fitness, but I do think that on the flip side of that, it was really just slowing down if if you look at a lot of us, we're momentum based, we are mm-hmm. goal driven, we are like the next step, the next step. And, and that's kind of how my life was like, I had no time for myself, you know, at least I told myself that that was a lie, I just didn't make the time. And I realized that slowing down was instrumental. And it was actually doing check ins, like three to four times a day, I would set alarms on my phone, and I would just do like a mental check in like, how am I doing? You know, and I have a, like a five-step grounding process. Um, you know, it's like checking in and seeing like, what's going on, where's the discomfort, you know, what is this trying to tell me? And like, what does my heart tell me I need to do right now? Like, do I need to just put the pin down and go for a walk? So it's really just honoring what your body and your mind, like what your body is trying to tell you that it needs.
1: Absolutely. I love that. And, um, you know, especially right now, um, With all the things that are going on with the pandemic and so many people um, that I've talked to are, you know, out of work or they're just kind of, you know, not feeling it. And I think it's going around the whole world and anxieties are high, especially the empaths and highly sensitive people out there that are listening. Um, You know, that's one of the reasons I decided to bring Catherine on the show is because, you know, she knows what it's like to be on the dark side as well. She's actually come out of it and she's able to actually share that with you. So with that said, um, if you can go back to your old self, let's say, um, before you became the hype girl, um, (laughs) what would you say to yourself after everything that you've learned this far? What was one thing you wish you knew? Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry to and, drop you. Drop that on you. No, but. no,
0: no, no. I, I want to say, I, you know, in hindsight, you want to say so much. Um, but I think the best thing I could tell my my younger self back then is that you get better and you get stronger. I mean, I think if someone would have told me that back then, I, I feel like it would have taken like this immense amount of pressure off my shoulders, and I might not have been as fearful. You know, maybe the circumstances we're in don't necessarily change like external around us. You know, I was still going to my job. Um, luckily, I ended up moving departments, of course, but it was still the same place. And, you know, there we were still closing on a home. But at the end of the day, we get better, you know, maybe not necessarily like anxiety gets better. I think we get better and we get better at putting it in its place and really knowing and understanding how to manage it. I wish I would have told myself that back then. <laughs>
1: Very good answer. <laughs> now, we all live and learn. And obviously, you're, you've definitely uh, turned your life around and now you're dedicating it to helping others. How, how did you like know that this was what you wanted to do for a career? I mean, especially coming from anxiety. It, you know, having all that anxiety. I know for me, at least, I know I can't do a lot of things because of my anxiety, like, you know, work in a large place with a lot of people just because I know how I am and my nervous system and I get triggered by a lot of people and things like that. But, you know, for many HSPs and highly sensitive people, they're very limited in in the type of work they can do. So I guess my question to you is like, um, how did you know that you wanted to be a coach?
0: Mm. I think now this is full disclosure for a long time I like <laughs> I just podcasted not that it's just podcasting it was really awesome like it was really cool for me to lean into that. I knew I wanted to use my voice. I knew that after not having my voice for so long I wanted to be heard and And truth be told, when I was a kid, I was super, super outgoing, super, I was the one that did karaoke, you know, all night long at a wedding, you know, I was super outgoing. So when I did beat panic disorder, and I did rise above the anxiety, and I started to kind of just rediscover who I was again. And I was like, I love this little kid in me, I'm leaning into it. So I started podcasting. And I really, really enjoyed that. And for a long time, like full disclosure, I was not about coaching. And I think it was because... I'd gotten so used to podcasting, and it was my comfort bubble, it would mean stepping into another uncomfortable bubble, right? Like, we're kind of like, no, I'm cool here. Like, I'm going to stay here. But so many people around me just were, you know, encouraging me and encouraging me. And I actually went to an event for Angie Lee called Pace to be Brave in 2019. And it really lit a fire under my booty. (laughs) Like, I was like, you know it for more and I know that what I have to give somebody like it's gonna help people and I love podcasting I don't want to stop that but why don't I lean into coaching and so as soon as I got back I ended up just really hitting it hard with getting the life coach certifications mindfulness certifications um cognitive be- behavior um, techniques certification just all of that i I went really hard into it mm-hmm. and I realized like okay I have something to give i I know if I can get through this, I know other people can as sure. well. Sure,
1: gotcha. So that leads me to kind of switching gears here. Um, the HSPs and highly, highly sensitive people, and the empaths that are listening, um, I know I've I've heard you guys, and and I wanted to address this particular question uh, with you, Catherine, because you seem to definitely uh, have a lot of good knowledge in this uh, subject limited beliefs worry low self esteem how how's the best way i know everyone is different and they process things differently what would you say you would you know that would help the most that helped you the most to get over those three things
0: oh man the first thing i would say as far as our, lim- our like our beliefs and our self esteem like they all kind of coincide together Um, I would ask yourself, what is it that like the belief is? You know, what what is it that you're telling yourself you can't do or you know you're not smart enough or you can't do this or you can't do that? Like actually write it out. Like I know it's hard sometimes, but write it out. And I always tell like my clients, like, well, where did you know it's kind of going back? It's like, where did this come from? And ask yourself, is this helping me grow? Mm -hmm. Is even helping me grow? Is it no okay? If it's not you know what we can do? We can write this down. We can light a candle. We can burn it. We can tear it up. We can throw it away. But now I want you to reframe that belief. What is something that's going to serve you and make you feel good? Because a lot of these things we hold on to, mm-hmm. it's given to us that we experience them. So I think it's really important to really reframe your beliefs and work on it every single day.
1: I love that. And and that that has a lot of merit because it's not something that you can just do once or twice and it has to be more regimented and you know I can just speak from experience myself where I have to journal or I have to walk, I have to have movement, and if I don't, I definitely feel it, and I feel the energy actually building up inside of me so finally, just uh as a final question, you know um, there's a lot of impasse and highly sensitive people that are listening right now um, what would what would be one thing that motivational that you can give them to keep going especially if they're dealing with just not anxiety but just like not not feeling it i mean cuz there's a lot of people that are reaching out to me and um you know maybe they're working maybe they're not and just they've lost their motivation and it's very hard especially with so much going on in the world today and it's one of the reasons i have this podcast is it's to not only um get you know people that are knowledgeable about a certain subject on here but is is to actually help the listeners at least um get on on a on a track where they feel you know somewhat uh better about themselves and um take something away so i guess my question is to you there's one thing that you can leave us with just so they can remember who Catherine dean the hype girl is what would you say
0: Mm, especially for those that are kind of um, losing their steam and the motivation, like just, just yeah. There's it. a
1: lot of people that's been through traumatic experiences too, so that adds a little bit more complex things to it. Because you know, a lot of trauma, you know, people that have, you know, horrific past from trauma, um, that sometimes they don't leave. They, like you said, you had agoraphobia, um, you had a panic disorder, and um, when you have things like that, you don't leave the house. You, you can't really communicate with other people, you're, you're secluded and that leads to depression and all kinds of elements. But what would you say? Like, I guess one thing you, you could, um, leave us with.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, first of all, I would say that it's, it's okay to feel your feelings and it's okay to sit in the suck. Um, you know, I, I think there's, there's a lot of um, kind of toxic positivity um, that goes around where you're only good vibes only, but I think it's okay to sit in the suck. I think it's okay to feel your feelings, but at the end of the day, um, just remember that the the motivation to keep going, all of that, that's based off feelings. And when we feel like doing something and I'm, I'm pretty big on distinguishing motivation versus discipline and kind of just remembering your why, like coming back to, To who you are, you know, and remembering all of the things that you have faced already and understanding that this, what we're all going through right now, whether it be losing a job or, you know, maybe some people are working from home and they're having a hard time with that because they like to interact with people, you know, it's a season. And seasons come and go. We can weather these storms. Storms don't last forever, and that's that's just my thing: is knowing that every single day is a new day. It's okay to sit in the suck for a day or two, maybe even a few days. But just remember your why. Like, remember who you are at the core. Like, we are so much stronger than we give ourselves credit for. We were so much stronger, you know. <laughs> so it's just who you are remembering your why. And and if anything, try something new during this time. Honestly, yeah. like something that if it piques your curiosity, I want you to do it. You have no idea the journey if you pick up something new during this time and just be like, you know what? I haven't read that book series and I've always wanted to read it. Go do that. Right. I want you to.
1: (laughs) And then the more more things you try, you know, you don't have to be the best at it, but you're going to finally find something you have a passion in. And I was doing the same thing. I, I was doing so many things. I didn't think podcasting was my forte. After like my first five episodes after I sucked, uh, I started to get better Mm -hmm. and people started to listen and tell me, you know, this is a great community and it got me motivated. And so now I'm hooked. (laughs) And so I can get more people like you on here.
0: you never know until you try. And I mean, I've been speaking a lot more like publicly in in group programs and stuff too. So I mean, I know as soon as and I leaned into that kind of just knowing, okay, I could I, I love podcasting, like, let's see how I do speaking in front of people through zoom. And so I'm leaning into that. And I know now like, I love it. And the doors next year when everybody is able to not be within six feet of one another, you know, we'll be able to Take a stage or go speak somewhere publicly, like, and that's not something I had planned in 2019. Like, I didn't know any of this. You
1: know? <laughs> right,
0: it's just, it, just into that curiosity, trying something new because, you know, at the end of the day, I really want people to just lean into more joy. Right, you know, it do not always have to be these strict regimens and these strict schedules, and, um, you know, just just lean into joy. Um, I'm actually doing that tonight. I'm going <laughs> on a date. Night. I said, you know what? I need to get out. I
1: need to lean into some <laughs> I'm doing it. that in my change <laughs> it up. <laughs>
0: yep.
1: Well, you guys heard it from Catherine the hype girl. And uh definitely if you're like kind of ca- apprehensive about doing something new, you- it doesn't have to be huge. Just do something, take a different route, you know. Um do something a little different every day, you know, just just change it up so it doesn't get uh stale and And uh, definitely that that is something that I need to uh, also take in consideration, because when you keep on doing the same thing day after day, um, it gets it gets pretty monotonous. So very well said, Catherine, Um, you were a you're a blast to be on here. You're the hype girl, anxiety warrior. I am. It was a pleasure having you on this podcast. And before we take off, can you just tell our audience where we can find you on social media?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, my favorite uh, playground is Instagram, and it's super easy to remember. It's all one word. My username is Hype Girl Cat. And I have a podcast as well that's on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and I believe now Amazon Music um, because of Jeff Bezos, but uh, it's Hype Girl Podcast.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Well, thanks so much for being on this podcast. Uh, it was a pleasure having you. You definitely have a passion for what you do, I can tell. So thank you so much for being here today.
0: No, thank you so much for having me. This was a perfect way to spend a really beautiful afternoon. And just, you know, as I as I end this, I just want you all to, to stay hype. You know, just, just stay freaking hype.
1: <laughs> well, you heard it from the hype girl. Okay, guys, so I hopefully this uh, helped you out a little bit and put a little uh, smile on your face today. Stay tuned for the next episode. If you can uh, please go to Apple iTunes and leave a, a rating, that really helps me out to bring more people like Catherine on this uh, podcast. So, with that said, we are out. Here listening to the on call.